Neither rain, nor sleet, nor dark of night shall stay these couriers from their swift completion of their appointed rounds. The Postal Oath. And welcome back to the second part of this episode of In a World podcast. Uh, if you haven't... Welcome listened- back to In a World where we talk about bomb movies. Oh my God. Okay. I'm your co-host, Drew. No, guess, <laughs> guess Helen's all... Stay back. <laughs> Stand down. With I our only- guest, Kevin Costner. Just kidding. It's Owen Wilson. <laughs> Mary's little, little crush. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. At this so- point, her baby has been born. <laughs> and it's pretty, it's pretty great, you know? Yeah. She named it. She named it the postman. <laughs> I was there. I was like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" It's weird because it's, it's a, it's a. I mean, it's not weird. That's just an interesting choice for a girl. Yeah, yeah. She's very non-binary. Okay, I, uh, I was never pregnant, nor will I be pregnant anytime soon. Nor will I have a child. Anytime no rain. Soon. No sleep. <laughs> no dark okay. of night. So this is part She'll put two. Put a baby. Part two of the postman. 1997. If you haven't listened to our last episode, please listen to it, or else you're going to be very lost. Um, so, uh, just to reiterate what happened last episode, we did do our pitches. Um, my pitch was that it's good. The Postman would be starring Owen Wilson. It'd be one hour and thirty minutes instead of this three-hour bullshit, and Wes Anderson would be directing it. That was my take on it. And Drew, what was yours? My take on it was to reshoot a couple of scenes. <laughs> Change the time from 2013, mere two years after I graduated high school, <laughs> to 2023, which is only four years away. Which, let's be honest, uh, Race War could incite any day now. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. And our fingers are on the nuclear button. Um but it's a perfect film, and it should really just stay the way it is, and maybe it be updated a little bit with the CGI. Uh, okay, so where we last left off, the postman was shot, and he's up in the mountains with Abby. And um, I did have to pause the movie at this point just to be like, "How much time is left? Could he die in this movie?" Yeah, they no, could kill him and just yeah. be like, "Well, that was the legend of the postman," and then here's how the <laughs> postal service was done, and like. Maybe it's a very feminist film, and it's just like now she is going to take the reins yeah, and be the postman. That could have been, that would have been fine and dandy for me. Uh, but no, they end up in a cabin. She nurses him back to health, mm-hmm. and she kind of has like this po- like a uh, like this whole time like Kevin Costner does not walk. He does not stand up. He's got a hole in his stomach, and like he makes this excuse that he was shot. But instead, Abby says that he is lazy. He's lazy. <laughs> yeah. This is the part in the film where you see that they're like, oh, man, they're like in love when they're having sex. And she's like, put a baby in me. And now they're in a cabin and her husband has been killed. And she has saved Kevin Costner, the postman. But she has no good feelings towards him no, at all. No, no. There's just nothing but like passive aggressive energy, yeah. if you will. And so like- This I, feels like week two of most of my relationships. So I relate to this point <laughs> in the film where it's just like, wow, how long have we been together? Two weeks. Let's start hating each other. Oh boy. Um. So like he, so in order to get him to walk, she falls into a river. I don't she know. She doesn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I don't think she's like, she's like trudging through the snow and just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to jump in the fucking river. And I'm just going to be like, help, help, help. Yeah. No, he's got such well, a fucking hero complex in that little fucking cabin that he's going to come <laughs> save me. Well, it, it would have worked. 
It did um, work. And it did work. He runs out as if no bullet had gone through him at all. He limps a little because, like, I did clock that at first. I was like, wow, he was running pretty easy. And then when it when it pulls through the wide, you can see he is holding his stomach. Okay. Okay. And then he goes in. He saves her. They're okay. They're on okay terms after that. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, super bad. He gives bad. her the last bit of soup. Yeah. Um, and so, after, like, he starts talking about uh, at one, so like a couple days pass, I guess, and she like talks, tells him that she's pregnant, and I was like, "How, How does do she you know? know?" There was no like, "I'm throwing up right now," right? and there's there's no signs of her being pregnant. But this is the part of the film where he like you really see a modern day Kevin Costner where he's just like, "Yeah, because you've been moody as shit for a <laughs> week. No what? Yeah, no duh, you're pregnant." <laughs> and so he, um, so she's like pregnant and like. He suggests to her that maybe, like, maybe we could go to, like, St. Rose, possibly. Mm-hmm. This is, again, like, St. Rose. We don't know anything about we it. We don't other know than, if it's real. Yeah. And so, um, and a, a couple days later, the cabin goes on fire. And it turns out Abby set it on fire. Yeah. She's and like, she, we got to get out of here. Yeah, she, I literally have cabin fever. <laughs> I'm going to set the barn on fire. And so she had packed for them and they're like leaving and he's like, you know what? Let's, this is perfect timing. Let's go to St. Rose. On the way, they see a a girl riding on a horse. They see a stranger on a horse. They don't know it's a girl. Yeah, that's true. Because if it was a girl, it'd be like, I can take her. (laughs) He would be like, it's a little girl on a horse. I'm going to punch her in the fucking face. So he gets like, he kind of squares up. He's like, who the fuck is this? He's like, the thing about strangers is. You don't know if they want to give you all they got or take all you got. Yeah. And he cocks his empty gun <laughs> <laughs> that he knows is empty. And so the girl, like, or so it comes up and it's a girl on a horse. And then she, he's like, uh, I don't want any, we don't want any trouble. And she's like, I don't want any trouble either. And then, and then it turns out she's part of the postal service. She's postal carrier number 18 or something it's, it's or like so, 13 yes. something like that where it's like wow there's there's already a couple of them. yeah and um and then she tells them that the postmaster general is ford lincoln mercury um and so she brings in them to the headquarters of like mm-hmm. the postal service they um and then he that ford lincoln mercury has been in direct contact with the main postman the whole time yeah who has been shacked up in a cabin with a pretty lady who's very pregnant. <laughs> so, like, he's reading this letter uh, from the quote-unquote postman. And, yeah. like, she's... Now he's, he's in on the lie. Yeah, now he, Ford Lincoln Mercury is in on the lie. Yeah, he's basically weaving this, like, false hope for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is the moral of this movie. Like, instill false hope in anyone that you meet. Like, yeah. even if it is false. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. You know? It was very, like, I don't know, like, questionable, like, government shadow, like... Almost like shadow government, almost like yeah. lying for the better good of like the society, almost yes. like that. Um, so <laughs> that's that's a good point. Yeah, that's okay. You've said a lot of bad things about this movie. That's the first one that's made me be like, hmm, maybe this movie is flawed. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first one. There is a give and take between us, Drew. <laughs> I'll give, I'll take. <laughs> um. So, uh, they. And then they, as he's, they're reading the, the letter, Ford is reading the letter, they realize that the postman is yeah. there. Because he goes, 
I'm a know-it-all. So I identify with the postman who's a fellow know-it-all because Ford goes, oh, there's a P.S. Does anyone know what P.S. means? Which is a very smarty pants thing to say and has no point to being said in the mm. film other than just be to do like another vehicle to make Kevin Costner look cool. Yeah. And he raises his hand. Also doesn't answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> But he, but like, he's Kevin Costner, so like, you know that he knows. Yes. But he just doesn't answer. Like, if I, I can't imagine someone watching this movie and be like, fuck yes, I'm finally gonna know what PS means. <laughs> like, it's been my quiet secret my whole life. And like, I've been sitting through two hours of this movie and I'm kind of miserable, but I'm about to find yeah. out what PS means. Yeah. To not have it be that No, out. no. He doesn't say anything. Um, everybody crowds him. And then like... Uh, I appreciate that we're not going to say what it means either. <laughs> no, we're not. So if you don't know and you're listening to this podcast, go get the fucking mumps. <laughs> so the postman pulls Ford aside and like starts to, to, to confronting him about this whole operation. Yeah. And it looks like a huge operation. It's a pretty too. big operation. And Ford looks at him and goes, you're going to want to talk about this. And yeah. it's like a very father-son moment where he's like, yeah, I am going to want to talk about yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and like he, Ford like, convinces the postman to like agree to not leave until Starkey sends word. Yeah. That's like basically like so they're waiting for Ringo Starr to send word. Right. Yeah. And like the postman is hesitant to agree. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to agree. But also at the same time, I'm like, well, he's not real. Yeah. So you're planning on just leaving. The reason you don't want to say is I'm, I I don't want to say yes because I know he's not real, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be stuck here forever. But at this point in the film, you've done nothing but lie. Yeah. So why not just lie and be like, well, now I have to go. Yes, yeah. Um, and so uh, Abby decides to stay on the other side of the compo- compound because mm-hmm. like, there's like this rift between them big for rift. no reason. Yeah, and that was a big dick swing move for Kevin Costner yeah. to be like, Ford Lincoln Mercury gave me his place, said it's the best one. Got a lot of room in here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna ignore the fact that you set our old house on fire. Yeah, I'm gonna let that slide. And so, like, clearly he can't seduce her. He can't no. get her back because he goes, ah, "Uniform's not working." <laughs> to let us know that his mojo is gone. <laughs> so this um, movie's perfect. I just want to reiterate how perfect this movie is. We cut to the general, uh, General Bethlehem, who gets a a, a letter from. Post worker, twelve number twelve. Mm-hmm. Postal worker number twelve. And I was like, I think this mail guy is bad news for the other postal workers, because I was like, I thought he didn't like, like it didn't make any sense as to why he was there, unless he was like a double agent or like an agent. And that's really never explained. Like, is he a double agent? Because yeah. then he goes and he tells the postman about what he's been doing. Yeah. But maybe it's just like, hey. We're here to deliver the mail. Mm-hmm. We don't pick sides. Mm-mm. If the general's got mail, I'm going to bring him some mail. Yeah, that's true. He's got fan mail. <laughs> so right then and there, the gen- General Bethlehem declares war against the yes. postal service workers. And apparently, and then he exclaims, you spelled tyranny wrong. Yes, because they've been printing a flyer, stop the tyranny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. Um. So... Which uh, also the postman did point out as well. Yeah. Which yeah. shows that the postman and the general are equal when it comes to wits. <laughs> so they're two sides of one coin? Two sides of the same coin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're 
packed at the headquarters of the postal service, and all the postmen salute Casey, like Kevin Costner. They keep saluting it, and it keeps being like, you guys gotta stop doing that. (laughs) You guys gotta stop. And for real, they gotta stop. Because, like, you don't salute postmen anyway. (laughs) It's not like... Unless we're supposed to be been doing this the whole time, yeah. and I've just been a dickhead to postal workers yeah. my whole life, and they're just like, I have not been saluted by Drew my entire life. I would love a salute. You know what? If you see a postal worker, you throw him a salute and make everybody around you pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so he does not like it, and I think it's probably because he knows he's a fraud, and he's oh, like yeah. the basis of this whole. But the thing is, like, he never doubles down on this, like, this whole idea that he's feeling like having fraud like uh anxieties you know what i mean well they see like the postman kevin costner's character as a deity yeah for sure like even when they run into the girl before that before they brings him there she's like i work for the post office have you not heard about the postman and um not mary i keep wanting to call her mary abby abby is like um abby's like no tell us very (laughs) sneakily and shyly also like the postman keeps telling abby that she's goofy yeah like you're is it goofy? Or weird. Remember. He yeah, keeps calling weird, her weird. Yeah. He keeps being like, you're weird. And Which she, is so endearing. Yeah, Ugh. it's like very strange. Oh, oh my God, I love this movie with all my heart. <laughs> I just want to like bury my face in it and give it a big old snuggle. Oh, Drew. What are we going to do with <laughs> you? Okay, we move on. Too old to change. So uh, the postman teaches the children the cool factor of turning yeah. their hats backwards. And they all look like... <laughs> he shows up with his hat backwards yeah. and they're not children they're all about to go deliver the mail and do their route it's like this is a scene in the movie that could be cut <laughs> that I I, I I can see why this could be cut cause he shows up his hat's backwards they're all like business as usual and yeah. he just out of nowhere goes when I was a kid we wore our hats backwards cause it was cool <laughs> Like I like turtles moment. Yeah. Like there was no reason yes. for him to say that at all. Yes. Like they they were like, okay, well, okay. And then they all turn their hats backwards. And they're wearing hats that aren't standard baseball caps <laughs> that you would put on backwards. Like, no, nor is he. Yeah, nor is he. His hat backwards looks like a dumb beret. Yeah. And it made me just be like, why is his hat on backwards? Like <laughs> the moment of the mover, I was like, is his hat on backwards? He goes, When I was a kid, it was cool to wear your hat backwards. <laughs> Maybe it was for the audience. Right? <laughs> okay. And they're so, like, we're going to keep that. We're going to keep that in. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Uh, that was a good take. That was We really improvised around that. It's so, like, the, the children go off to send mail. They're, like, grown. They're, like, 20s. <laughs> That's, like, referring to us as, I mean, I am a child, but it's, like, referring to us as children. Hey, um, a kid, okay, this is, this is a key moment, but not really. Um, so... I mean, that's you could describe most of the scenes <laughs> in this film as a key moment, kind of. Yes. Kind of. So um, at this house, this kid is like writing a letter and then um, he like see he like spots from the distance that Kevin Costner's like writing down the, on the um, dirt road. And so the kid like runs out with this letter and then like he just missed him. Mm-hmm. And he's like heartbroken and he's like turning. He's like turning around and like looking at his mom like all sad and stuff and she's like you missed him tough shit like she's <laughs> she's hard love yeah. she's just like oh you missed him yeah oh, well. was, and then there's this time to go back to the house and try not to die 
Yeah, that was the weird <laughs> thing like, too. Also, remember the gravity of the situation. Yeah. And like, sure, it's it, sad you didn't mail this letter, but like, also we have to scavenge for food today. Yeah, it is like imagine because this is weird because they're not in a settlement. There's no other people yeah. around them. It's just a mother and son living in this house, and they're waiting for the postman. That's the highlight of their fucking lives, and the it's highlight and, of mine. They. The kid just missed him, and like he's sad. He's turning back. He's gonna go back inside, but no, wait. Kevin Costner has this sixth sense that he missed the child. Right? He didn't turn around. No, he's sl- he's got no rear view. No, there's a slow mo. Like everything slowed down to dramatic effect, and he turns around on his horse and grabs this letter out of this boy's hand, and there's like. It's probably like 10 seconds this on this. This is a like, long scene. The this joy, is a long scene. The joy on this boy's face. And that will be revisited at the end of this movie. Okay, so. Oh my God. That's yes. who that is? Yes. Um, um, so we cut to this weird montage of all the happy postmen. Just a parenthetical, guys. Time is weird in this yeah. movie. <laughs> The reason I just had that moment is because I didn't realize how much time had passed no, in the end of this movie. No, you, it's, you've sung probably like two hours so far. Well, because nobody ha- has aged, right? No. So time is passing yeah. by months and people aren't aging or changing. So it feels like just the next day. Yeah. And literally, it doesn't seem like it's after the apocalypse because everybody seems so well fed. Everybody's very well fed. Everybody has electricity. Yeah. There's people on their cell phones talking. Uh, I think Mary's in it and she's pregnant so it <laughs> feels current. Uh, no. There's no cell phones and I'm not pregnant. She's walking around holding uh, nope. her big pregnant belly. Nope. Not okay. big but just like you know healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this weird montage of all these happy postmen like working and then it cuts to uh, Kevin Costner climbing up these fucking stairs to a settlement. Yeah. And, like, makes it all the way to the top, and they don't have a fucking name to yeah. the city. He's like, what's the name of this town? <laughs> we never named it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he decides to name it Elvis, Oregon. Yeah. Um, And then that was the end of that. And you know that this town doesn't have a name because every other town we've gone to has had a vague name yeah. underneath it. Followed by Oregon. Yes, yeah. Um, so we cut to Pine View. Um, Kevin Costner is back with the letter, and there's music, and like it's another hoedown. Like there's a, a lot of joy in this town. So much joy. This is another scene that I really like because <laughs> I just like when in movies, like I don't like musicals. I hate musicals, but I like in regular movies where there's just like we're just gonna like film a concert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's fun. No, um, there's live music and Do you know what the song is playing? I can't remember. Come what... and get your love. Oh, yes. And it's like an acoustic version uh-huh. that I want. Yeah, it's I pretty good. Because I love that song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know anyone did this <laughs> as an acoustic. Okay. I sang along to it as I watched the movie, Mary. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure sang you along. sang along with the whole film for yeah. no reason. Um, so the um, sheriff comes around. And then he quotes, stuff is getting better. Stuff, stuff is, is getting, getting better, better every, every day. <laughs> and the postman hands him a letter yes. from his sister. Yes. And the sheriff says, I thought she was dead. <laughs> Which is like the there, best thing the Postal Service has done at this point. There is no levity. There's no like like taking a moment, Mm-mm. like like shock that like 
he basically saw a ghost, you know? Well, I he mean? goes and he reads it alone. Yeah, yeah that's true. And, but he, like, and he looks as sad as that actor can look. <laughs> um, or that the actor could be directed to look. Right. Um, and so the girl who found the postal worker number 18 or whatever, mm-hmm. who found them, like goes up to Kevin Costner and wants to dance, but then she gets cut off by Abby. Yes. Because he, like, he has eyes for Abby and like he goes off and tries to dance with her. I thought she wanted to dance with Ford, Lincoln, Mercury. I thought that's where this was going. Yeah. That's where it ends up going. Yeah. But I was like, that's a much more wholesome thing. Yeah. I was like, so, so it's written in the script that a young, very young looking girl who mm-hmm. looks probably like I don't know, 14, 15. She's young. Yeah, that has eyes for an aging Kevin Costner. And guys, his age in this movie is late 40s, early yeah, 50s. Yeah, And no. like, he wears it. He's like, oh no, I am late 40s, yeah. early 50s yeah. in this movie. I'm not pretending to be a 35-year-old. No, no. Um, But yeah, so instead, Ford Lincoln Mercury decides to dance with her. And like, they're all happy about it. Um, And like, they're... So it starts intercutting between this hoedown with a postal worker in the rain writing frantically. And like the yeah. hap- this happy music is playing over it. Yes. And then it turns out this postal worker is being chased down by the militia, gets shot to death. And then it cuts back to Abby ending the dance with Kevin Costner. Yeah. It does. W- He's got a win her back over yeah all over like that's just another reason why this movie is really good like she falls for him hard they both fall for each other and you don't see it coming you don't see it coming nope there's no groundwork being put between them he's not trying yeah very any at all like what? he's not trying at he's all he's trying he's dancing he's inviting her to live with her this is how you woo women <laughs> i've been told i have been told you free them from captivity <laughs> You take them to a cabin in, that's covered in snow. Oh, You yes. don't get up. You make them cook for you. Oh, I forgot something from the cabin that's kind of important. He accuses her when she uh, says that she's pregnant, which she never shows throughout the whole film. They, yeah, she never shows. None of this, this 80 million has gone to a prosthetic belly at all. I mean, the 80 million has been put to use hiring hundreds, if not thousands of people <laughs> in Oregon. Yes. Like, this This is a movie that's good for America. Yes. It's about America, and it's giving Americans jobs. Oh, okay. So, um, so back in the cabin, she announces that she's pregnant, and then he, he was, like, accusing her of basically saying, like, are you sure it's not the general who? And then she said, tells him that he tried to have, like, impregnate her, like, night after night. So Right, he, which it's, like— when? Yeah. When did this happen? Yeah. Because, like, from all we know is you were at Pineview with the general, and then he immediately was at Benning. Yeah. Like, when did he try to yeah. impregnate you? This and is like also that- a time to bring up how the the undertone was that the general is gay. Yes. And they never talk about it, no. ever. No, Um That's, and- like, the subtlest nod you can get. It also could just be he had the mumps, and that's yeah. why. Yeah. Um, but basically, the general was raping her. Like, oh yeah! And like and he, there was like no like like oh I'm sorry like there was no like none <laughs> right. of that. They're trying to make a wholesome movie, so yeah. they're like, oh, we're, we're gonna have to put a raping thing in here. We're just gonna brush right over. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like that's it. Um, that's my flashback. Maybe from... that's why she burnt down the cabin. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, okay, so because well, you cry fire, you don't cry help when you're being attacked <laughs> that's, sexually. That's true. So if you're a woman listening to this, you're welcome. 
Just a man doing my work. You know, I have a hero complex like Mr. Costner. So. I'll be there to save you. After Abby, like, ends this dance, we uh, cut to the headquarters of the Postal Service. uh, And there's an old dude talking on this ham radio to no one. Yeah. It literally, like, this is another thing. This is, like, a theme throughout the film. They introduce something completely drop it well it's it's to show in my and from what i saw it was to show how different kevin costner is from the general where it's like his second in command is an african-american guy and that would never happen with the general because Mm -hmm. it has to be of like proper ethnic whatever Mm -hmm. and so when the old guy comes in to be sworn in kevin costner goes up to him and he's like can you ride? And he's like, no. And he's like, can you? And he's like, I can't really walk either. And so they're like, why? What? Instead of Kevin Costner being like, what, what? What's your plan here? It's just he sees that he was in the Air Force, and he's like, great, you're in. Yeah, yeah. You want to be a part of this? You can be a part of this. That's that's true, but he uses him not at all. Like really, like, like maybe, not at all. maybe he a does little bit. Shoot somebody later when they do an ambush. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll get we'll there. Get um, it, it, but it, and this is the scene where they talk about how he is actually like probably one of the smartest people yeah. in this entire movie. The old guy turns out to be an aerospace engineer. Yeah, but they never use it. Not only was he an aerospace engineer, he served in Vietnam. Yeah, this is and a he, different generation. But the weird thing is that he didn't look like he served like. He was old enough to serve in Vietnam. You know what I mean? Right? Like he yeah. looked he looked a very young old dude. He was like, like he was like definitely sixties when they mm-hmm. made this, but they're like in this movie you're eighties though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Be cool. Um, so and then Ford runs in and tells um tells Kevin Costner that a worker is overdue. Another so, worker is Yeah, overdue. another worker is overdue, which is a weird way of saying, like, hey, this guy hasn't shown Somebody's up yet. Dying. Yeah. yeah. Um, they call all, like, so they always say, like, whoever hasn't shown up, they're overdue, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, it's very strange. Somewhere. I'm going to start using that now. <laughs> you're overdue. I'm going to be like, I'm overdue for a call from my grandfather. <laughs> Oh, it's been no. like three years. Oh, I'm Jesus really overdue for bro. this call. I'm gonna call my dad. Soup. This call is overdue, right? What's sad is, uh, yeah, it's very real. That's a very real thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that went too dark. Okay, we cut to somewhere <laughs> in Oregon. I'm sure your grandfather's fine. Oh, uh, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was at his funeral like eight months ago. <laughs> I'm a bad. Oh, we, uh, we can't do this. My dad can't listen to this episode, and I'm so excited. I, the reason why I like this movie is because, like, this is a Kevin Costner movie I would watch with my dad. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Mr. Helenthal. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, So we cut to somewhere in Oregon, and it looks like a gas station, I think, and um, there's, like, body bodies of uh postal workers just splayed out on the ground. Oh, they're they're back at the they're back at the compound. Which compound though? The the holiness. Oh, okay. Holiness? Is it the wholeness? Wholeness. Wholeness. They're back at the wholeness compound. Okay. And so nobody in this fucking movie enunciates, so it's hard <laughs> to tell what's what. So like the general's like inspecting these the bodies and he explains they're all children when he wants a man. Yeah. These are all children. Which is why Mary was calling young men earlier children. <laughs> yeah, they are. Because she's a big fan of the general and she takes on his vernacular. Uh, <laughs> oh I am super against white supremacy. But a big fan of, I think his name's Bill Patton. 
Is mm-hmm. it? Yeah. The actor Bill Patton, Bill Patton, who plays the general. Oh, yes. So she jumps on whatever bandwagon he's on. <laughs> Will Patton. Will Patton. If it's ethnic cleansing, it's ethnic cleansing, oh, I my, guess, Mary. Oh, That's my goodness. Eight. Nope. Nope. Okay. You're the one bringing a baby into this world. <laughs> I'm not pregnant. Okay. The, uh, the By soldiers. By the time this podcast comes out, she will not be pregnant. Because uh, she's going to have the baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the... Soldiers comb through all the mail looking for something, but uh, they instead find a goofy draw drawing of like the general. And like it's, and I don't know why they make it a whole thing because we already know that everybody's making fun of the general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, like he only wants to be a, ter- a tyrant in the tri state area. So, right. like, why would we take Just that serious? Yeah. Um, so a girl, the the female uh, postal worker finds the bodies of these kids after the the militia had left. The bodies are hung upside down. It's horrifying. It's like the most horrifying part of the film. And she like she freaks out. She goes back to uh, that's the most horrifying part of the film for you. Uh, w- I guess that is pretty horrifying. <laughs> um, so uh, Kevin Costner has had enough of this. And so yeah. he asks the old dude to tell him what he needs to know. And I was like. Why not show it? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, that would have right? been a cool part. Because we're, you know, we're in a movie here. We're in show, don't tell territory. Yeah, yeah. So let's, like, let's do a montage. Yeah. Like, what is he putting together? Is he training the kids how to shoot? Yes. And why wasn't, why weren't they trained to shoot in the first place? Like, because they're postal workers. Well, the thing is that they. Are your postal workers strapped? <laughs> is he carrying? Well, they. Sh- if your postal worker's carrying a gun, we got to, you got to move. You got to get to a different neighborhood, Mary. <laughs> No, I mean, in this post-apocalyptic world, uh-huh. there are people who will steal shit and kill people. Yes. You know what I mean? So, like, But we wh- don't really see, like, what what's lacking is this, is, like, roving marauders yeah. that are lawless. Like, yeah. Like, we either have towns banding together, or a tyrant, or just, like, one lone wanderer. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah, there is no, like, in-between gray areas. Right, there's between. no Mad Max people. Yeah. No. Um, so we cut to Elvis, Oregon, and the militia is like rides in. They're so like focused on the old man, uh, the old man who's sweeping, I think. And he kind of that they don't notice that they're going to be fucking ambushed. Yeah. And they don't like, expect it by all the postal workers. I didn't even expect it because, again, I didn't see them training how to shoot. Right. Um, so Which is maybe good. You never see it coming in this movie. <laughs> it's a real surprise. So they start shooting. One guy, uh, one guy goes up the stairs of Elvis, and um, but he gets shot down. They see people swimming away. And for some reason, Kevin Costner stops Ford from shooting at them. Yeah. It's like, no, like they were shooting another guy earlier. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, kill him. Shoot yeah. him as many times as you need. They shot this guy on the stairs like too many times. <laughs> yeah. It was like shoot to kill ambush mentality, but not yeah. for the people who swam across the river. Right. He was like the guy that's swimming. I can kind of see it being like, let him swim away so he knows. Uh-huh. But then later, yeah, like the he has ol- another plan yeah. anyways. The old guy shoots them down and like they're all dead. Um, And then he tells um Ford to clean up the bodies and like... Mm-hmm. It's so the people of Elvis don't get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But how? Like, how would a kid know how to, like, get rid of bodies? Ford is a 30-year-old, <laughs> maybe mid-20s. I'm he's, ready. He's young. 
He's, is he the same guy? Is he this driver from Die Hard? The first driver? The, the first, first Die Hard? Di- the first Die Hard. Ford? I know him from something, and I can't I can't remember what it is. Ford Lincoln uh, is played by Lorenz Tate. He was in Ray. Cra- he was in Crash. Maybe that's what you're thinking for driving. He was in A Man Apart. Well, I feel like I saw him Love, in a comedy. Love Jones. But now that I say it, I definitely know that it's not him and Die Hard. So more postal people are being sworn in at the headquarters and Ford changes the oath. Yes. And um, and it had something to do with the the clan, right? Like they were like trying to. What, yes, what it's it? like it's some they like throw in another thing at the end where it's like, and no wholeness scum will stop me from my postal run or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is the part in the movie of the postman. Where the postman is going postal. Yeah. Ladies oh. and gentlemen, that's the first pun of the evening. Fuck. Oh my goodness. I can't I believe s- it took me two parts to get a pun in. <laughs> so uh Kevin Karstner is like a thing. Full on postal. Um oh my god. A a kid comes up to Kevin Costner and he wants to shake his hand. Kevin Costner recognizes him. Yeah. Audience members, this is the moment. Yeah, but the kid denies it. And then that's it. <laughs> That, yeah, truly, that's it. Yeah, that's... And Kevin Costner's like, I know you. And the kid's like, nope. And then they... To me, he looked like Abby's old husband. Yeah, kind of. But I guess who he was supposed to be, you're saying, is the kid from the mill? Yeah, there are, uh, we'll get to it. Like it's it's coming up, but he he it's an important scene, I guess. Um, well, if that is true, he's the this war between the wholeness and the post workers has been going on for twenty years. Yes, it's a very long yeah. time. There's, I have the the time period in which the uh, the play uh, this is supposed to take place, and it's actually fifty years. This movie spans. 50 years. Or maybe it's 20. 20. Because if this movie spans 50 years, by the end of the movie, Kevin Costner should be Dead. literally 100 years old. Because <laughs> he starts mid-40s. Yes. Yeah. No. And again, this is post-apocalyptic. Like, we don't know if yeah, there was like- Yeah, he's not doing Pilates on the no. weekend to keep it tight. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's not He's, at he's all. not eating for days on end. No. He's starving for a couple days and he does not look like it, but he is. Um, okay, so um, the girl post worker, uh, number 12, um, he grounds her because he's freaked out that all these kids are dying. Yeah. Did you relate as like a, as a future mother? Oh, goodness. Were you like, I get it. You, she should be grounded because I wouldn't want my future child that I will have within the next month, I assume, uh, to go out in the world as uh, well, right? I wouldn't know because <laughs> oh. I... Don't I am not you pregnant. You haven't no. thought that far ahead of no. your, your child's life. That's fine. Nope. The, uh, the film. Sorry, just in it. The film takes place in between 2013 and 2043. Well, 2043. So it's 30 is years. The yeah. ending. Like oh, uh, we'll that's get, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to it. Uh, 2043. Actually, is important. now that you say that, I totally buy that. Mm-hmm. Um. So he. So this like. Okay. Well, I'll t- I'll tell you my realization <sighs> so later. Hard. Um, so he, he's like tired and overworked. And so he like, even, even like being overworked, he takes over this girl's like route yeah. because he Abby's doesn't want- like, Abby's like, you're tired. 
I mean, yeah. we need Abby telling us that he's tired because yeah. as an audience member, we don't know that he's tired. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen him not sleeping. We haven't seen him going on more rounds. Yeah. And we need her to tell us yeah, that. Yeah. And like, he's clearly showering and eating very well. Like, mm-hmm. he's, his clothes doesn't look that bad. Um, his clothes look the same. Yeah. His clothes look the same yeah. as when he first put on the postal uniform, which, according to this movie's timeline, was five Probably to five, seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, no. Um, so, uh, no, that can't be true because she's pregnant. Yeah, what the hell? So this movie all takes place within a nine-month period. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And she's—we don't know how far along she is because she doesn't show. She, yeah, she never shows. So technically, this movie should take place within three-month period. Yeah, three months. Month? Yeah. Um. So. So that it can't be him. It yeah. can't be the kid. No. I had a big freak out moment where I was like, oh my God, you tied. No. No, no, no. Unless in three months he turned into a super mutant and went n- aged into a grown 20 year old. Nope. Okay, so. Okay, get to your thing. Yes. I've, I've teased it enough. <laughs> the audience is ready to hear what you're going to say next. And it is the name of her future child. Oh, that's. We're not even close to that. Um, so, back with the general, a message has been sent in the form of a fucking burning truck. Full of dead bodies. Yeah, where they're having another like, where they're having another like powwow yeah. at Pineview. They're like dancing yeah. and having a good time, and they have sent a truck on fire. <laughs> yes, and then in that instance, the general declares war on the postal service again, uh, again, and cuts it. It cuts to him kidnapping men for the militia. There's a voiceover of a kid telling uh, Kevin Costner the general's plan, which is. To kill 10 people at every settlement. And I was like, there are three settlements that we've seen. That we've seen so far. Yeah. And Um, what's also so crazy is that the general says, when he declares war on the postman, that he was born for war. But it has been revealed to us earlier that in the big war that led to the post-apocalypse, the general did not partake. No. He was so a, he was born for war, yeah. but only after. Yeah. Kind of like a rebirth. Yeah. Kind of like a born-again virgin. <laughs> He's a born-again warlord. And I feel like I'm coming into that in my 50s. <laughs> a born-again warlord? I'm going to be a born-again warlord. <laughs> okay. Um, I lived a pretty pure life up until my 50s. <laughs> but I ducked my head in some water, and now I'm a warlord. Yes. Um, there. So the, the kid, like, the... Killing of 10 people, whatever. That's the plan. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> the crassness for someone bringing a life into this world. Oh, I am not. A okay. little appreciation for 10 of them would be <laughs> nice. At a besieged um, Pine View, Kevin Costner wants to intervene, but the kids stop him. Ford confesses to him about the message uh, that he sent to the general. He was the one that like piled all these bodies and sent this truck to the general um and like they it, and then it cuts to the general on the ground with the people and he says that he feels like the postman is watching and them. they are watching with yeah. their bare eyes yeah <laughs> but it looks and like clearly they're far away yeah because we've seen pine view and it's like a lone island that you have to take a pretty long bridge out to yeah but it looks like they're like just up on the hill yeah they're like over the hill like watching bare eye there's no binoculars at all they're just they're just watching and they see that um he the general like gathered all the men in a row including the sheriff the sheriff who is 
whose son yeah. is watching this with the postman because he's become a postman. Yes. This movie, this this is actually a scene in the movie that like pretty heartbreaking for me. Yeah, it's I was pretty like, sad. This is this is hard to watch. Yeah, like so the sheriff like before being fired upon the sheriff exclaims the postman needs to ride on yeah to ride ride on like ride postman ride yes um and then they get shot dead in the street and um kevin and costner regrets his choices in life so hard yeah because clearly he did not think this ambush through no that incited all of this and also the sheriff's son i shouldn't laugh but his line after seeing all these men executed is, I think that was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's his line and a pretty close delivery. And it makes sense because how could they see they couldn't that really far? see. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't really see. So it's by that logic, So he's like, sense. I'm half sad, half not sad. Yeah. But I should just let everyone know that I do think that was my dad. So after that, like, uh, the kids still stand by being postal workers. Oh, more so than Kevin Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner no. is like, this is a horrible idea. And they're all like, no, we have to do it. Yeah. We're young and we believe in something. Yeah. Um. So and then we cut to the headquarters and Kevin Costner has this letter from the quote unquote president in which he disbands the postman and tells them to burn their uniforms. Yes. He's like, you've all done well. It's time to stop. Yeah. You got, I wonder, because this movie was such a feat and it probably took so long to film. If there was a moment while he's filming this where he's just like, this is a bad movie. We're deep into this movie. We got, I made, I fucked up. Okay? I fucked up. We have too much money. We are swimming in horseshit right yeah, now. There's horses everywhere. There's people everywhere this town is so small but and also the weird thing is that they're that's all they ride is horses but they have cars but they don't have gas but they have, but electricity. They have electricity which they, i'm just like where does the electricity come from water also, also like there's an aerospace engineer who could have built some stuff for yeah. them. It I just, just need a shot of anything to show why they have electricity yeah. other than the fact that they just have electricity. Yeah. Like I said, Mary was in the background on her phone pregnant, so it feels pretty current. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. I, uh, after this letter being read, um, Ford confronts Kevin Costner about the president and like, I think at this point, Ford knows that this whole thing was a lie. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and um and so there's apparently a second letter in which it it's addressed to the general and Kevin Costner like and like Ford was like I have to deliver this if I, this is the last letter going out I have to do it and I was like uh, and then um Kevin Costner riddles Ford this which he says how much mail can a dead postman deliver. And it was just so weird. And even so, like, Ford just takes the last letter to the general, which was the dumbest thing yeah. I've ever seen. Because, like, for one thing, Kevin Costner was, like, caring so much to do, like, overwork himself. Like, he wanted to ground all these kids so that they wouldn't have to work as postmen any anymore. And he wanted to disband them. But he sends Ford, a black kid, into... The belly of the beast, which is full of white supremacists. And Bad he, idea. He witnessed one of the footmen call one of the guys an N-word. Mm -hmm. So I was like, 
this is maybe at this point he didn't care anymore. He was like, uh, tired. Yeah, he was just tired, tired of directing and We've acting. We've been making this movie for like eight months, and yeah. we're like only two hours into a four-hour script. Yeah, because you got to know they shot more than three hours. No, yeah, I'm pretty they sure they shot a ton. Yeah, there's probably so much more. There is a there is definitely a cut out there that's six hours long. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And Kevin Costner, if you hear this, I will watch it with you. <laughs> I will watch it in one sitting. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, uh, Kevin Costner tells Abby the truth, which she figures out pretty fast. Like, yeah, she's like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> oh, you lied about the government? I've never received, I've never seen anyone else bring you any mail from the president. Yeah, no. And so, he, um, he tells, he, like, basically, like, demands her to go to uh, St. Rose because mm. he wants to be the father that he wasn't planning on being. Right. And so he like in like tells her like, hey, we're going. Let's go. I already packed a bag for you. And that's it. We're not coming back. After Abby leaves, the kid that Kevin Costner recognized, remember? Remember this? He recognized. And it turns out to be a spy for the general. He has a gun on him. Oh. I'm not talking about the little kid. I thought you were talking about the little kid. No. That's why I would thought. No. That's why I was like, oh. Very confusing. Um, Look, yeah. there's a lot. This is a dense movie. Yeah. I didn't catch everything. And so the kid, ha- the spy has the gun on um, the postman. And he's like, l- like, it was just like this weird standoff. And like, <laughs> Kevin Costner did not give a shit. He was like, you're not going to shoot me. Like, it. He's just, and then he like literally wrote, rides off. That's it. Um, this movie should be retitled Hero Complex. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A postman story. Yeah. And so the, the, it cuts to the general reading this letter. He gets, he basically gets the tea about the lies that Kevin Costner has been telling. Like he gets the letter from, Ke- like from Ford, and Ford's mm-hmm. there with a bloody nose. Yeah. And, um, and so, they um they are about to sh- like they like have another person who is a post worker right yeah 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 and they line this other person with Ford and they're about to shoot them and then Ford like talks to this other postman and like uh, it turns out he's from California and there's apparently a network of postmen in California and they kind of like. Sh- shake hands as if they've never met and that's how the general was like wait we can't kill ford because the re we really need to just kill the original postman kevin costner because yeah. the idea is spreading right amongst the states and he's like he's got a weakness and it's this kid yeah yeah and because the, the kid is second in command um air ford is second in command so instead of killing both of them, they just killed the California kid. <laughs> Point blank in the head. Just right there. Very common thread in this movie. We're yeah. going to introduce a character. We're going to tell you a little bit about the character. It's going to be fun and poignant. And then we're going to shoot him. Yes. Um, he served his purpose. Yeah. Uh, and so we cut to Kevin Costner and Abby coming up to Bridge City run by, get this, hippie Tom Petty as his fucking self. As yep. his self. Plays himself. Plays himself. Yeah. Because you want to know why he's in this movie? Why? He wanted to be in a post-apocalyptic movie. That's and it? so that's why he's in this movie. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. God rest his soul. And also there's so much music in this movie. He plays no music mm. in this movie. Nope. He they don't say his name. No. But they Literally. say they say Yeah. Well, and like I think it's a very cool way to show how famous the postman is. Mm-hmm. Is that Tom Petty's he's kind of famous. Yeah. Like your baby's not gonna know him, but we all know him. Um <laughs> Who's baby? Kevin Costner is like, I know you, you're famous. Yeah. And then and he's, he's like, like I was. Uh, I was. Do you want to do it? We can do it. Okay, you know the words? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you play Kevin Costner. I'll yes. play Tom Petty. Okay. I know you. You were, you're famous? I was before. That's the line, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's the line. And then someone, and then later it's revealed that Kevin Costner is the postman. Yeah. And, and Tom like Petty, everybody like loses their shit. They lose their shit. And, and like, what does Tom Petty say? He, what was it? You're famous. Yeah, you're famous. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. So I, gross. I, I shit the bed on that. Um, and so it turns out that the three kids who, from the postal service followed him there. Nobody and, has any names in this movie. Yeah, nobody. This is a name where nobody has names. No. Um, except Abby and Michael. Michael dies. Yes. Pretty soon. Pretty quickly. soon. I mean, the general has names. A lot of people who play vital roles in this movie don't have names. Yeah, no, no. Um, um, a time later, Militia find, like, uh, the postman there. Must uh, be really hard to mail to with no names. I know. Right? <laughs> like Courier sixteen. Yeah, that's it. Um The Sheriff. So like the militia gets sent away because of course this is this is a city with no guns. No because guns. It's, like super peaceful. It's like chill. It's ran by Tom Petty. Yeah. Um, so a kid like all like so Tom Petty goes, Where who's the postman? Or like where's the postman? They're asking uh, for a postman. Is yeah. there a postman here? Yeah, and then a kid asks, "What's a postman?" In which stirs something in Kevin Costner. At least I think it does because he doesn't really react the to it. The acting is poor. The acting <laughs> is poor. It's very '90s acting. Yeah, it's very '90s acting. So he gets his hat back, and then like they're rejoicing, and like this is like I guess he's the symbol of like hope. I mm-hmm. suppose. Well, yeah. Um, it's just matter. It's a movie about false hope. So, um, I guess he decides that he needs to go back to, um, to, I guess, face the general. And then before that, before he leaves, him and Abby have this like moment, like it's like this weird, like romantic, uncalled for moment, <laughs> where she's like confess her love for her, her, him, for him. And she like goes on this long confession in which like he's she's only loved Michael all her life until he died. And she didn't think he was, she could fall in love again, but she did fall in love with Kevin Costner. And I was like, where? Where is this love? <laughs> At the beginning of the movie and then nowhere else. Yeah, nowhere else. I used to have an acting coach that did say, the only way you can hate someone still love them <laughs> really and so that feels very apparent in this movie yeah <laughs> that feels super apparent because you would see actors on stage and it would just be like i don't like this character yeah. and you'd be like well you gotta like them you gotta yeah. like something about them in order to not like them mm. she, she does that strong yeah yeah she's in it hard in this yeah movie. um so uh before he gets shipped out on an electrical wire <laughs> let's talk about this okay. thing okay so this is so there okay it's another scene where someone comes up to Kevin Costner and goes, you got to check out this thing. You're going to like it. Like, So in the middle of this dam, there's this like 
pole thing. And there's this electrical wire that connects on the outside of this tent settlement. It's just like steel cables. Yeah, yeah. And it's so long. Yeah. It's so long, you can't see the end. Yeah. And I don't understand. No, it makes no sense. So, like, Tom Petty's, like, talking about it and, like, how he likes using it. He's like, sometimes I just go on. Sometimes I just go on it sometimes. And it looks like it spans miles. So (laughs) it looks like he's on this thing for, like, he sneaks off at night and for hours he is just sailing through the air. And then for hours he has to sail back. And he's like, there are cities out out there that will help you. And you don't really see him get off of it. He's just sailing. And I have so many questions. Yeah, like, why? A, why? And a, a, B, how? Does it, like, how do they come back? Like, the weird thing is, like, it's at a slant, and I assume it's just, like, it just goes down that slant. There's no, like, electrical mechanics to this sailing thing. (laughs) It's just sailing through And it's going up. Like, from the trajectory, it looks like the dam is lower than the The, highest point where this lands. And, like, the way it's kicked off is just a concrete slab that's yeah. dropped and that's their trajectory and I am like I'm enough of a realist and science nerd that I'm just like my dad is a scientist uh, so another ode to my father that uh, I am just like no way no fucking way oh yeah it makes no sense because I was like because alongside him is the three kids riding on their horse yeah why like, even put him on it yeah. <laughs> other than just for fun other than just for fun in an expensive helicopter shot it was just it was just like why didn't he just get on his horse it super feels like that's a very real thing that they encountered when they were in Oregon when someone was like you gotta see this thing and then they put Kevin Costner on it and then he's like that's going in the fucking movie and that's gonna be about 10 minutes <laughs> I know we don't have a budget for it, but we're getting another helicopter shot. <laughs> I'm going to mortgage my house yet again for this movie. Um, I've taken out 17 mortgages <laughs> on my $500,000 home. And so um, we, so we're intercutting with him riding this stupid thing and the militia moving. Um, moving to what? I don't know. Um, and it ends on the general seeing the postman, the, all the postmen coming to them to fight. Yeah. The general has a weird line where it's like, we got to move. Yeah. And I'm like, where? <laughs> yeah. Where? You're so here. And also, why? And Yeah. Like, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure word's gone around that the postmen have, like, disbanded or something yeah. like that. So why do you got to move? Yeah, there was like no clear reason. Like if he was like from the beginning insane. Yeah. Like if he was like just so drunk with power that he couldn't see anything. Or like, if he was just drunk. Yeah. Like <laughs> I would take it if he's just drunk all yeah, the time. Yeah. Other than the subtle things that like are unspoken where it's like, okay, these are the things that makes my character evil. One, he's gay. Which yeah. is like already not good. Yeah, no. Not not a good reason. Super 1997 <laughs> logic there. Uh, two. But I don't know how. Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, so they all ride up. And uh, the kid who was the spy for the militia defects to the postman and like, and they don't shoot him down. Yeah. Like there. So rule number eight was like out the window right there. Um, 
if you don't know about the rules, go back to a, a part one of this. Where we only talk about rules. Yeah. Seven and eight. Yes. You can guess the other six. <laughs> so the general pulls out Ford to say, like, hey, don't fuck with me. I got your bar- bargaining chip. Because he knows how to bargain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the oh, God. Um, and so um, Kevin Costner realizes that all the people around him are children. So he pulls out a white hanky to talk. They're not children. They're young. But like, <laughs> if you were to watch like, uh, I don't know, any movie where it's just a cast of young people, you're not like, they're totally incapable. I feel like a lot of war movies are filled with young people. Like Saving Private Ryan. I am talking in the uh, the pro- like the perspective of Kevin Costner. Sure. Yes. yes, but it's not like Peter Pan and the Lost Boys. Like, there the way you keep referring well to the children, been. it's like, well, there's the old guy, played by Robin Williams. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of 14-year-olds, all delivering mail. There's, like, one girl who might be 14. The rest are, they've lived a little. I get, I, well, you don't know this, but I don't know how to tell age. You don't know, you no, have age blindness? I, I have age blindness. I cannot tell. Like, right now, I don't know if you're 14 or 40, yeah. Drew. I'm I'm actually the opposite. I'm like pretty spot on with age, so I can tell that you're like eight and a half months pregnant. <laughs> like spot on. Uh, you can invite I me to am, your kids' birthday parties, I'm, and I'll I guess his age every year, and it'll shock him. I be like, this year you're four. Mm, no, never, never. I will do that. A little uh, side hustle. You'll never in, invite him, or you'll never have a. A birthday party for your kid. <laughs> I'm never having a child exactly. because of this episode. Okay. So um, he pulls out this white hanky because he's like kind of surrendering because he wants to talk to the general. Second time he's ridden through the general with a white flag yes. saying he's coming in peace. Yeah. Um, so and then Kevin Costner, when he's like talking to the general, he invokes Law 7 to challenge the leader of the militia and the general's like what how is this the moment that the general realizes he's shakespeare look i think this is the moment you know i after he pulls off the his sleeve he pulls yes to reveal the eight tattoo um to show that he does have the right to challenge right and the general's like how what you part of the holiness yeah what what and then like he and then Kevin Costner goes, cry havoc and unleash the dogs of war. And the general's like, Shakespeare. Yeah. And I was like, you fucking idiot. He, <laughs> oh, looks-, he looks the exact He has a beard now again. Yeah. yeah he <laughs> He's does. back to bearded. Like- yeah. Yeah. There was like no excuse for the general not to realize right. who it was. How many, do you wonder if like the general, like every time he gathers up people, he just like spots one. He's like, you and me. We're gonna Shakespeare off. Yeah, and he just starts doing Shakespeare, and the other person just like, I don't know, I don't know any Shakespeare. Yeah, no, it it could have been like that would have been like a cool thing throughout the movie right. where he just like pulled people aside and was like, Do you know Shakespeare or whoever? Kind I have it can unleash the dogs of war. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, like and then that, Kevin Costner's like, there were like to be any, or not to be, which is like a low hanging fruit for Shakespeare. Yeah, no, everybody knows that. I one. did not appreciate that when he said, I was like. Really? <laughs> you don't know any other ones? Yes. Um, so he so the general realizes he's Shakespeare. Um, and then they start wrestling while the horses are kicking up dust around them. And yeah. it's like this 
I got and, a big problem with this scene in this movie. And so I I noted, I said, they should have fucked. Right. They should have fucked. Yeah. Well, the general is like definitely like, yeah. Yeah. It's He's like, going no. for that. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm evil. No, it's just because I'm evil. Yeah, no, it was it was very homoerotic. But it happened so fast. Yeah. And this is my main issue with this, is I'm like, Kevin, 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 you've known this whole time you could just wrestle him and win. <laughs> Like, come on, dude. You could have done this 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. There was like, it was like a very simple fix to the whole problem of Oregon. It was literally, so there's like this militia that's like roaming around, wreaking havoc between a couple settlements. And to end this whole thing was to wrestle him. Yeah. And it's like. Not great wrestling. And they really talk up, like, anyone who challenges the general, he's fast and he's quick and he's, like, he's a really good hand-to-hand combat guy. And so when he does challenge, I'm like, ooh, we're about to see some cool, like, choreography. And it's just, like, two dudes in their 40s (laughs) who looks like they've never had a fist fight physically hurling their body parts at the other. Yeah. No, it was... It was... It's rough. It's It's rough. rough. And... Too real. It's like if your dad gets drunk at a barbecue and starts fighting another dad. And the whole time, it's your friend's dad. And he's like, my dad's tough. And you're like, I guess your dad is tough. And like, you have a respect for him. But then your dad kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. you're like, your dad's a pussy. Which one's your dad in this? In Which one's my the, dad in, in this? Kevin Costner. <laughs> my dad is getting the fights. Oh, boy. Um, so at this point, like, he kind of like... Pins him, uh, Kevin Costner pins the general down. The general's like reaching for a sword. Yeah, his sword. I mean, yeah. he's killed a few people yeah. with a yeah. sword at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. The slicing. He killed, he killed yes. Michael. He sliced the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we've never he, seen it. Uh, he, like, after grabbing the sword, he makes this grand speech. Yes. And then. This is the most patriotic part of this film he, about U.S. postal workers. Yes. And then. Kevin Costner beats the shit out of him. Well, because he says, he was like, the reason why men like you always lose is because you have, you don't believe in anything. You have nothing you're fighting for. Nothing matters. And also as someone who deeply grapples with that, that also spoke to me. (laughs) And Kevin Costner goes, do have something I believe in. And I'm like, yeah, he does. He's about to be a father. He's got this woman that's in love with him and that he's in love with. It's going to be her. And then he goes, the United States of America, (laughs) which... Which I was like, okay, yeah, everybody's tired making this movie. They're just trying to wrap it up. Yeah, no. Did he write it too? I don't. I don't know if he Maybe. made the uh, adaption of this film, but he. It was very. I was like, might as well just say the Postal Service, right? Like, yeah, something more specific than the United States of America. I yeah. was like, all right, because like it didn't feel like anybody was that patriotic other than Kevin Costner. Yeah. Well, um, Ford was, because he would raise the American flag. Yeah, that was like the extent of it. He was super patriotic, though. Mm -hmm. He was like super, and everyone was just like, we like a sense of purpose. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so... um, So he... As as, uh, Kevin Costner's choking him, Ford puts a gun in the general's face. You don't know it's Ford. I thought it was going to be the eunuch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I totally thought it was him. Yeah. I was like, he's going to shoot him. Yeah, no. Instead, it was Ford. Uh, he has, like, all this revenge in his fa- in his body, you know? And he's like... And we're kind of wondering, like, uh-oh, what happened to Ford? Yeah. You know? Because, like, 
if he tried to do bad stuff to Abby. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Know, yeah, like what's they What's been going on with him? Oh, yeah, there was like very If only little... this movie would be a little more specific. <laughs> yeah. We would have a better idea of what's going on. Yeah. Um and then so and so Kevin Costner kind of like talks him down and says like like just basically like don't do it because yeah. it's it's bad We're to kill. We're better than him. Yeah. Yeah. And then um and then like I think Kevin and then he stops him and then he tells everybody that he Kevin Costner has become the head of the militia. I'm leader of the clan yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And he his first ruling is no more killing and declaring he and declares then, peace. Quietly under his breath, he goes, There should be peace now. And yeah. I'm just like, uh bro, you're lining out rules to dudes who follow the rules. Yeah. Gotta say them loud. Yeah. And then not only that, but everyone just agrees. They were like, okay. Well, it's because they love Gone with the Wind. Yeah. <laughs> They're a very amiable crowd. Who I feel like was I just know, like. No, it was, uh, it was uh, uh, Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Yes. Sorry. So, so uh, sorry. Um, so they just like literally just was like, okay. And they start clapping. And they just like was like, okay, this is the new reality now in a split second. Because they probably ran out of money. Yeah. I think that shot was the martini shot. That's why they were clapping. Probably. Yeah, yeah. My favorite shot in the whole film is around this time. It's good to go back a little bit. It's when the two dads are wrestling on the ground in front of all the children. Yes. Uh, at the barbecue. At the barbecue. And it cuts to the the his second in command who is who was Who's the previous the, challenger. Yeah. And he has the craziest look on his face, which is void of all emotion. Mm. Not like I'm hoping for the general to win or I'm hoping for Kevin Costner to win. It's just like this like this look in his eye where you're just like he doesn't give a shit no he's 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 probably like so tired at this point yeah. he's like i don't talk i'm not getting union rates right i'm not getting union rates i haven't seen my wife or kids i'm yeah. making a hundred dollars a day yeah yeah exactly um okay so uh and then ford so ford doesn't shoot the general instead shoots the ground it says live and let live it was a very intense, dramatic scene. It's a very dramatic scene. Most scenes with Ford are very dramatic. Um, yes. He does not know he's the comedic relief in this movie. <laughs> if before it ends, the general grabs the gun out of Ford's hand. and But before he could shoot anyone, the lieutenant, who is the eunuch with no facial expression, shoots him to the general dead. Yes. And it was like... Okay, I guess that's a full. I feel like we it's a full circle. Yeah, I feel full, like we saw it coming. Yeah, yeah. Because the general for, the general reaches for the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you say that? Did uh, I, yes. Did yeah. I have a Did I have a total moment where I just like we've been recording this podcast <laughs> for a while and I just had an out of body experience where I felt like I was the general? Yeah, yeah. I think you did. I was hardcore reliving that scene. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dad, get in there, get in there. Okay, so the general's dead. Pieces among. <laughs> organ um and then we fast forward to abby with the baby reading a letter from kevin costner it's saying that he'll be back soon he's excited to see this baby but it turns out he was there all along, all along. <laughs> yeah and he was like mail slow i gotta check that out i was like mail slow anyways like you can't fix that like it yeah yeah like there's Especially in the time they're in. And the time we're in, it's just slow. Yeah. yeah. It, it's called snail mail for a reason. Yeah. 
I uh, I do customer service for a com- for a, like a t-shirt company, and a lot of the emails I get, it's people being like, "This is slow. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it not here yet? I ordered it two days ago, and it's because every like Amazon has ruined people, and they're like, "Oh, mail's fast. Mail yeah. comes fast. Yeah, if no. I say it, it's there." Yeah, no, the no, it's postal. The U.S. Postal Service takes their time. Yeah, they will meander. Mm-hmm. They're gonna lose their package. So, uh. They make out hardcore, mm-hmm. and then he finds out what his daughter's name is, which is Hope. This movie is filled with so symbolism. fucking boo. If you like <laughs> symbolism, and you like a post-apocalyptic film. Yes. Okay, so. What do you feel at the end of The Avengers? Nothing. Oh. Your anticipation has been satiated for moments out of a four-hour block. This movie, highs and lows. I cried at the end of uh, Infinity War. Yeah. What? I did too. Yeah. What? Yeah. So you're the only one you in this You cried at the end of Infinity War? Yeah. Yes. Because Spider-Man died? Yeah. He has a fucking sequel coming out this summer. It still sucked to see him die. He's and- not dead. <sighs> He's not really well, we're dead. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a <sighs> sequel. Okay. This is coming out a long time after Endgame comes out, so it's not spoiling All right, for spoiler anybody. Spoiler to Endgame. Uh, Spider-Man comes back in Endgame. <laughs> Just as a heads up, we've recorded this before Endgame has come out, but we fucking nerds listen to this. Who doesn't think Spider-Man is going to come back in Endgame so we can be in his movie this summer? He's coming back. That would be pretty wild if it didn't, though. Yeah, no. Um, so, back to The Postman. Back to The Postman, the best movie in the world. We fast forward to present day 2043. <laughs> Insane. Rose, Oregon, where we are at a, I guess it's weird because like it's no longer post-apocalyptic, but yeah. mostly like 90s still clothing. Still 90s clothing. Yeah, there was no budget for like futuristic looks. Still like 90s cameras. Yes. Which was weird now that we we're talking about it because <laughs> it's in the future. It's just like, because it's, she's, it's the daughter. Yeah, right? so uh, Hope has grown up. She's in the middle. She's been telling this three-hour speech about her father and uh. in front of people. And then, um, so she, like, it, I guess it's a reveal of, like, how, of, like, the statue that's in St. Rose, even though he's never been to St. Rose. He's never gone because there was he, never enough time. Yeah. Like but he, if I got to be really honest about St. Rose, Oregon's beautiful. My dad lives there. He loves it. Um, my dad just moved to Oregon, which is very funny. Uh this movie's putting a lot of stuff together. So your dad is Kevin Costner. My dad's Kevin Costner. Um, it was like St. Rose, as you see it, it's like, meh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. like they definitely shot it on a day where they're like, fuck, we have so much overcast today. <laughs> Everything still looks gray. Yeah, it was weird because like it was scattered throughout the film that he was he wanted to go to St. Rose really bad. Yeah. But it didn't. It he was made like, it okay. seem like a paradise and it just looks like a pretty okay town. <laughs> yeah. It was it's like. like Pine View is actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was like a whole... Snow Pine View. Yeah, a whole city within walls. Yeah, within walls. It's in the middle of like a big lake. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Whereas like Santa Rosa is like, eh, it's just a city on the bay. Yeah. Um. So she turns, uh, she reveals the, um, the statue that is dedicated to the postman who is dead yeah. in uh, 2043. And he then- died at the age of 105. <laughs> And he, and so um, in the statue, it's the postman grabbing a letter out of a little boy's hand. 
Uh, and if you remember that there was a slow-mo dramatic video or like a scene with the, the postman getting this letter from the boy, it turns out that boy grew up and he was there at the statue reveal. And he was he was like, that's as a boy. Somebody who also wasn't there commissioned this statue. <laughs> yes. Somebody was watching. Yes. Someone, like, it was literally, so, and, like, the guy, I had so many questions. I was like, how could this guy not know he was in the statue? Did he make the statue? No, I don't think so, but he was the only, it was him and his mom who were the only ones who saw it. Did you feel like he looked surprised when he yeah, saw it? Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. like, super surprised. So that means Kevin Costner, the postman, was like, they were like, we're going to make a statue. Uh-huh. What do you want it to be of? Yeah. And he was like, the best moment of my life. <laughs> yep, yep. And Not we've the seen, birth of my child. Yeah, we've seen a lot of his yeah, life yeah. throughout this movie. Yeah. Was the time he got a little piece of mail from a little boy, which I assume is not the only time that's happened. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, and we were like, it could have been him and like the other postman. His like, I don't know, just like a bunch of other stuff could have like been I would have loved statue. it if it was just like a reveal of like, him choking out the general <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> like, that's a statue I want. Yes. If Listen, it's in this podcast now. If there's ever a moment in my life where I'm wrestling a person on, there's ever a moment in my life from the this point in my life on where I'm wrestling a person <laughs> on the ground, we're going to redact a few years before this. Uh, I want that. I want that as my tombstone. I want it of me wrestling that person on the ground. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure we can make that happen. Make it happen. Make you it. have yeah. a video where you wrestled uh, an imaginary person, right? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, if you like funny videos, check out that Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we cut back to that very... Like, and So after the guy reveals that he was the kid, we cut back to that scene and we see it again. The yeah. little boy getting giving giving his mail to the postman. It is a long movie, ladies and gentlemen. And then that was the end. Oh. Do you watch the credits? I did not watch the no, credits. I did not watch the credits. <laughs> oh no? no, no, because you would have missed a duet with Mister Kevin Costner himself singing Ooh. over the credits. Oh really? What? Yes. Oh, that makes me so sad. It makes me so happy. I missed that. Yeah. Uh, obviously didn't get a lot of uh, love on the billboards. Uh, I'm trying to see who it is, but is it not with Tom Petty? Is it? <laughs> no, it's with the. That'd have been crazy. I think it's Amy something. Amy Grant. Oh, Amy Grant. Amy Grant p- performing. You didn't have to be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. That was the end of it. The, the, he didn't have to be so nice. <laughs> this movie is this movie is bonkers. Yes, but also is. I'm gonna go back and watch that movie beginning to end because sad songs at the end of movies makes me cry. Mm-hmm. Do you see a newsroom when they sing "How I Get"? That's how I got to Memphis. Gushed. Oh, now that's sadness. <laughs> that is sad. That is a sad thing, and that happens in. Film and television, not Spider-Man fading away. Drew is pointing at us uh, very emphatically right I'm now. Scolding yeah. the two, scolding. You're, you're bringing life into this world, Mary. I am not bringing any life into this world. Um, Other okay. than in the form of a podcast. Yes, Ugh. my podcast is my baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. Where are we? You're in Bridge City. Where we don't allow guns. I know you. 
you're famous. I was once, sort of, kind of, not anymore. And welcome back. Um, welcome back to Inner World Podcast. I'm your co-host Drew, and we're going to talk about bomb movies. Uh, Drew, you are still my guest. That was very rude of you to just insert yourself. Even Adam doesn't even have co-hosting, and he's on every episode. Yeah. He's just producer, and he I'm chimes just in. Producer, and I allow him. I just point to him when I want him to chime in. She does. That's yeah. true. She yeah. keeps pointing to her belly to make her baby talk, and her baby's not talking. My she has high baby. expectations for this baby. My food baby, yes. If if you're talking about my podcast, it is in my belly, yeah. which is where my heart lies. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's That's a sickness. Cool. Wow, oh, okay. My heart's in my Achilles heel. Oh, so. Both are pretty vulnerable. <laughs> it's like I'm extra vulnerable. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I'm twice as vulnerable. <laughs> okay, let's get to the 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 last segment of my podcast. You want to keep drawing this thing out? No, we don't. <laughs> Just drag it out like the fucking movie. No. Um. So, at this point, we do our trailers, and I will go first. Show me how it's done. Yeah. Okay. In a world where there's this guy who's probably going to be Owen Wilson, but he hasn't been in a Wes Anderson film in a really long time. Oh, wow. But it pro- maybe Jason Schwartzman could be the postman. I just wanted to say that I strongly agree with your views. But it is the postman. And it's quirky. It's loving, lovable. And there's indie f- music. And then there's love. So th- we're following Owen Wilson. Wow! the postman in a post-apocalyptic organ it's still hipster as shit and there's a military uh, a militia dude but he is openly gay but he doesn't use that as a crutch to hold him back and the postman is does not want to be part of this warp he just wants to deliver mail but he gets into it anyways and that is Wes Anderson's postman. Okay, do better than that, Drew. In a world highly polarized by politics and racial tension, two sides can never be satiated. Emerges a man, a solitary, goofy, adult man, Kevin Costner. The year is 2023. The world has been ravaged by war, plague, and nuclear weapons. The CGI is pristine. And only necessary in key moments, the rest are large set pieces, cost millions of dollars to make. A whole town is taken over so a film crew can come in and make one of the best movies of all time. The remake, shot for shot, directed, starring, written by Mr. Kevin Costner. It drags on for three hours. Fully, fully engaging every character storyline. Giving them no name, but a perfect backstory. Killing off any vehicles so they are not loose and floating in the wind. In a world where we need hope, the postman emerges.
Anyways, uh, do you have anything to plug? Still don't have anything to plug. <laughs> yes, from last week. Still don't have anything to plug. From last week, if you haven't watched it yet, watch Somebody Great by, Jen- by Jennifer Caton Robinson. Also, if you haven't seen her other show, Sweet Vicious, that I am on, go watch that because nobody watched it and it's a really good TV show. Oh, that's very lovely. And uh, social media? Social media, at Drew Hellenthal, Instagram, Twitter. Don't, don't, don't friend me on Facebook. <laughs> if you friend me on Facebook, I'm going to find out where you live. And then I'm just going to ask you to be friend face to face and let you feel how uncomfortable that is. Okay? Cool. I don't think I've ever had anybody threaten during the social media part. That is a first. Yes. Um, you can follow me at Mary HB when a, that's Mary HB N-G-U-I-N on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow In a World Podcast on all social media's platforms and like us, subscribe to us, rate us, review us. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Good night. In a World. Here. 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 Here.